0: Copper Shores Community Health Foundation is excited to announce the recipients of the 2023 Recreation and Facilities Grant. Improvements will be made at Covington Township's Tow Rope and Gabriel Chop Park in Amik. Efforts to bring Sweet Town Chalet up to ADA guidelines were funded. Plus, the CCISD's Equipment Loans of the Keweenaw Group will use funds to purchase sled hockey equipment. Community Health grants provide support for activities and opportunities that promote healthy lifestyles for everyone. Improving the overall health of the community. Congratulations to those who received funding. Visit coppershores.org to learn more. Once again, good Sunday morning and welcome to Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke. Our program is brought to you by the Copper Shores Community Health Foundation. Learn more about them and their mission at coppershores.org. We are experiencing a problem in the Copper Country, and I suspect throughout the Western Upper Peninsula as well, that other areas have gone through over the years, but I'm not sure that we ever have. We have a housing shortage in our area, single-family homes and apartments as well are in short supply, and the price has gone up considerably. And that's causing a problem for economic development in our area. So I thought I would bring in uh, Jerry Warrenma this morning. He is the Executive Director of the Western Upper Peninsula Planning and Development Region. He's been doing some legwork on this problem. And let's see if we can find out where we stand with it and what potential solutions might be out there to help alleviate this situation. Jerry, welcome to the program. Good to have you back. Thank you. The uh, problem that we have here, I mean, I'm familiar with real estate markets in other parts of the state. They've been through this before because they've had experience. Explosion in population after World War Two, for example, through the 1960s. They needed all sorts of housing. Houses were built, and they've been through this before. We here in the Copper Country, and I suppose in the Western UP in general, because our population began to shrink back after World War One. I'm not sure we've really faced this before, have we?
1: Well, of course, I wasn't around that long ago, but it is a pretty new thing. The market's changed a huge amount, even since I first moved to Hancock, where I used to live in 2013. And, um, yeah, back then it was pretty easy to buy a reasonably good house, move in ready, even for under a hundred thousand dollars. And that's just
0: not the case anymore. No, I just looked at the multiple listing service before we began the recording this morning and in Houghton County. And I threw out camps, um, I think there were 18 available home listings under $200,000, and about a third of those need major renovation. So somebody moving into the market doesn't have a lot of choice at this point, even in the summer, which is supposedly for us the hot time of the market.
1: Yeah, that's correct. And sometimes people having, have trouble getting contractors too, so uh, might only be willing to buy a fixer-upper if they're capable of fixing it
0: themselves. And getting financing because you can't go in and get a a regular home loan for a home that's not in very good shape.
1: Correct. So that's probably part of the reason there's also been an increase in cash buyers, especially from other areas, other regions, where um, uh, there are more people, even investors, uh, investment companies coming in with with money and the capacity to do upgrades themselves so we're seeing more of an impact from outsiders in that way.
0: What do we think is causing this? I mean obviously our population started sliding back after World War One. We had for several generations, more homes than we needed here. We haven't seen an explosion in population. Uh, we've seen some slight growth in the Houghton area. Most of the rest of the UP is still seeing some uh, some decrease in numbers of people. How is it that we have no more people and yet we're suddenly short of housing?
1: Well, I could probably talk for an hour just about that because there's no easy answer. And honestly. Um, in some respects, I don't have the answer. I've been asked this question before. Um, I think one element of it is that sure, there are a lot of housing units out there, but they've been deteriorating over the years. Some of them to the extent that, uh, they either cannot be lived in without an extreme overhaul or they're being demolished or just sitting somewhere falling apart. So the number of available units is dropping that way. Um, also, there's some talk of household sizes changing, which might um, result in a, an increased number of units needed, even as the overall population doesn't grow very much.
0: What is, how, how does that relate? Uh, explain that a little bit more, if you can.
1: Um, well, when you have the same number of residents, and um, especially aging residents, who might, uh, you might end up with a house that only has one or two people left in it. Um, oh, I so got there, you. When you don't have, yeah.
0: I got that, you. When there
1: I, aren't large families occupying the houses, you don't, when there are, I guess, you don't need as many of them.
0: Yeah. I I live in a house by myself. This house at one point probably housed more than one. So I, I see your point there. Uh, the other thing that we never really got here was that kind of housing boom that occurred in many other areas after World War II through the 1960s. We have not, I mean, obviously there have been new houses built over the years in this area, but most of them built to uh, to order for people. We have not had a history here of builders going out and constructing new, what we call spec houses. I'm going to build a house and then hope someone buys it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. That hasn't been the case for a long time. Um, it's a lot more... Cost-effective, even sometimes the only way to make the the cash uh, flow, the cost calculations work out for these contractors to build the large, um, built-to-order homes, mansions. Some people say on the shore and such. Um, but there is an increase in uh, foreseen housing developments. I guess that are actually where houses are likely to actually be built and sold off in more of a spec home way. So. That does have to do with the population increase, I think, and after so many years of disinvestment, um, some developers are starting to take a look at the area again.
0: I suppose this uh, hits on two fronts. First of all, as we've mentioned, the price has gone up considerably. That makes housing less affordable for those in low to moderate incomes. On the other hand, there's also a shortage of homes in the moderate to upper moderate, and that, I'm assuming, is making it difficult to recruit good talent to the area. Michigan Tech may be having a problem with this. Uh, other high-tech people who are looking to bring in people who are fairly well-paid, not a lot of selection for them either.
1: Right. Yeah, it's uh, the phrase housing shortage, I guess, doesn't really encompass the problem. There's a shortage of of different types, different formats in different places. Price ranges, um, yeah, there's a lot of talk about not having enough affordable housing or attainable housing is the word that's used uh, just as often now and is focused more on middle market, but the same thing really as far as upper upper price range homes. Um, just for what you said, professionals largely. Um, I want to say that Whoopiter has really good relationships with several other organizations working on the housing issues in the area. And um, some folks from Michigan Tech and Tech Smart Zone have also been involved in those discussions, so they know it's a major need. But We hear from employers across the whole spectrum of industries and incomes um, that they're actually losing employees or unable to recruit employees or have managed to recruit an employee but they have to back out because they cannot find suitable housing within a reasonable distance. So, yeah, it's across
0: the board. Talking with Jerry Warrenma, he's the uh, director of the Western UP Planning and Development Region. Obviously, We are for the most part concerned with what's going on in the Keweenaw, but your organization covers the entire western UP. Are other areas, Santanagan County, Gogebic County, uh, and such, uh, are they also experiencing this problem?
1: Yes, uh, it looks a little bit different. It's kind of relative uh, as you go through the different counties in our region as to what cost people are uh, able to afford, what they're expecting to see in the market um, the Keweenaw, meaning Houghton and Keweenaw Counties, has been on more of an upswing in recent years, whereas there's more of a, more distress related to mining legacy largely in
0: Gogivik, Ontonagon, and
1: Iron Counties especially. And if you look at the statistics, one really stark thing is that three of our counties, according to one of the recent uh, American community surveys by the census. Three of our counties have a median housing unit value of over $100,000. That would be Houghton, Keweenaw, and Barriga, And the other three in our region are under $100,000. And a lot of the... Well, the housing is very old in all of the counties um, where mining was prominent. So there are... It's especially becoming a concern in Gogivik and Ontonagon counties right now because there's the prospect of the Highland Copper Mining Company projects potentially happening over the next several years and housing needs related to those. So there's progress throughout our region. It's just a little bit slower in some of the outlying counties than in especially the Houghton-Hancock area.
0: We've talked about housing prices in terms of people purchasing. How has this affected rents?
1: Um, well, as far as prices go, that varies probably even more for rent around the rest of our region than owner occupied. Um, in the, in our outlying counties that are struggling a a little bit more, there are very few high quality rentals and the rents are extremely low. But then if you look at the Houghton Hancock area, area, there's obviously a problem with rent costs related to demand, Michigan tech, um, professional employees moving in, um, et cetera. So yeah, rents have been driven up, I think, but I believe there's just been, um, maybe fewer new units developed than we would like, because in part, um, short-term rental units, Airbnbs, you know, verbos are starting to displace some of what you might've called uh, permanent long-term rentals in the past. So that's another factor.
0: That was something I was going to bring up, as a matter of fact, and let's delve into that a little bit more. I am seeing all sorts of these short-term rentals, Airbnbs and such, popping up over the region. That that obviously is cutting into the regular housing supply then.
1: Yeah, that's what we believe. Um, Whipeter developed a a regional housing strategy and study um, that wrapped up last year. And that included a large-scale, really comprehensive survey of real estate agents. And based on their input, we really confirmed there's been a huge number of people looking to buy various types of housing units specifically to convert to that purpose. Um, and...
0: Is that, yeah. something, is that something that is going to be viable long term, or are we riding the wave of a fad here and five or ten years from now, all of a sudden, it's going to be looking a whole lot different?
1: Um, I think, well, uh, that's some more speculation. I've heard arguments on both sides,
0: but I think
1: a lot of travelers are being becoming accustomed to staying in short-term rentals instead of lodging establishments traditional motels hotels i think there is the prospect of that changing a little bit if the um i guess the market advantages for landlords are decreased a little bit for short term rentals by things like regulations um there's been there have been more communities that are interested in regulating not only the nuisance impacts that are sometimes associated with short term rentals, but also the number of them that can be um, allowable in different neighborhoods. So, if landlords need to be a little bit more on top of things, maybe, um, if they, uh, I guess another possibility is that they could start having the pay room assessments similar to what's in the lodging industry. That's another thing that makes them a little bit less attractive. So you could see the numbers start to go down just for those reasons, but I don't think they're going to go away because a lot of people really prefer to, uh, to use that as their accommodations when they're traveling, and we definitely do want people traveling to the area.
0: Talking about the housing shortage situation that we're experiencing here in the Keweenaw and the effects that it has on us with Jerry Warrenma. He's the executive director of the Western Upper Peninsula Planning and Development Region. We've touched on it a little bit, Jerry, but let's dig a little bit deeper into how this is affecting our local businesses. We have, particularly here in the Keweenaw, we have some high-tech businesses looking to expand. We have Michigan Tech looking to bring people in. If there aren't a whole lot of places to house them, how what do we do
1: yeah, there's no easy answer to that um that's why there's the employers are starting to become more interested in having an active role in the housing market uh one potential solution for especially the hospitality industry businesses is actually providing their own workforce housing is kind of the buzzword right now um so that and there are some other types of businesses and other industries that are looking at that as well. Um, not necessarily in the local area as much yet, but, but that is a national trend that's growing. Um, I suppose remote work offers another opportunity. So some, well, I don't know if opportunity is the right word if you're the employer in the Western UP, because, um, might like to have an employee who lives locally, but, but otherwise, if they're just not able to hire somebody and bring somebody in from outside of the region, um, due to housing, they're going to end up having to look, um, at a remote position, most likely. Um, if I could continue on that track a little bit, um, I want to make sure to bring up remote work as an opportunity for residents though. Um, and for our general population trend, because, there have there has definitely been an increase in people moving to the region specifically to work remotely for businesses in other areas so there are kind of two sides to that coin. Yeah, because and, I'm uh, sure that
0: that's helped with the shortage here, even though that person may not be working in the area. That person has enjoyed this area, loves this area, likes to live in this area. They're going to work someplace else remotely, and that's starting to take up some housing that might otherwise have been occupied by somebody who would actually physically work here.
1: Right, right. And that's another area where the uh, cost differences around the country really come in, because somebody might be moving from uh, California, Montana to our region. There's some talk of that actually happening due to uh, climate change or um, climate migration right now. And in those markets, people are pretty used to having to pay a half a million dollars for a house. So if they can come to the Keweenaw and buy one for 300 grand, it doesn't really sound that bad.
0: Yeah. I was Whereas
1: gonna... for the long term residents, that's not so much the case.
0: Yeah. I was going to mention that because even though our home prices and values have gone up significantly in the copper country, all you have to do is look at some other places and see that housing here is still relatively a significant bargain. Right. So what do we do then about this? We need more buildings, we need more structures, we need more homes, we need more apartments, and yet the cost of building those has gone up considerably over the last few years. And so particularly coming up with low-moderate income situations, it's really not feasible at this point to go out and build something, is it? Uh it
1: can be difficult although i've heard recently that the construction prices have come down quite a bit from what they were a couple years ago but it still takes a while to get contractors developers back into this market especially for middle income housing um there are some of that is starting to happen naturally just because the demand is clearly there Um, There are other organizations, I'll mention Keweenaw Economic Development Alliance, KEDA specifically, um, working with private developers who are interested in doing projects uh, one-on-one. And that's really important because that's a role that Whoopter hasn't traditionally had. We kind of have a a bigger picture focus and uh, initiatives. So there's that. Um, And then, I think I lost my train of thought on the last part.
0: Without a lot of builders here who have been actively involved in producing homes on a regular basis over the last years, uh, we've got to kind of do a whole ramp up on that too, don't we?
1: Yep. And one of the things that's starting to happen is some just general contractors are starting to consider moving into development. uh, Even before the pandemic, I guess, the state Land Bank had an initiative to prepare small contractors and maybe a property or landlord who owned one or two houses uh, to kind of scale up a little bit and grow up from the ground uh, because you can't really rely on the big developers, like you said. So we, we have to grow what we have to work with.
0: And that's a matter of, uh, first of all, maybe teaching them some skills they haven't had to use up to this point, but also setting them up with the amount of financing that needs to be put in place so that they can reach out and make that, it's a risk to build a spec house or two. All of a sudden, you're on the hook for $100,000 in in loans and you got to find somebody to buy it. So this is a whole different way of doing business.
1: Right and starting to do some of that preparation is is uh one thing Whooper would like to take on eventually we've one of the things in our regional strategy is sort of a regional or community housing development center that could offer some of those kinds of services to developers and and also assist communities with various housing initiatives um and uh,
0: we have a lot, a lot of we have a lot of need for relatively low-income apartments as well. And they're not cheap. Apartments aren't cheap to build anymore. You build a new apartment, somebody who's making $25,000, $30,000 a year, not necessarily going to be able to afford that. That's right. So, um, so, so how do we, uh, and is there a pathway to providing more of this low-income housing that we, that we need. Uh, I think about Calumet electronics, which, you know, they pay well as good jobs, but you're not getting rich there. If you're just getting started, mm-hmm. they need apartments in and around there to get people in place. Other small businesses need them as well for people who are making in that 25, 30, $35,000 a year range. Where do we get that?
1: Right. Well, that's kind of where some of the state subsidies come in. There are various programs, uh, new programs actually that arose with some of the federal pandemic related funds um to subsidize development and a lot of times those can come with requirements for a certain number of below market rate units at least for a certain period of time but it takes a while for that to cycle through and kind of become the norm in the market but that's one way to do it um you can't necessarily expect developers to do it out of the goodness of their hearts. So.
0: Well, no, uh, they're in it to make money, and obviously their costs have gone up, of uh, maintenance of units and repair of units and things of that nature. That's gone up over the last few years, so rents have gone up correspondingly. Um, how much of the housing that we have available here in the Copper Country, do you have a fix at this point as to the closing of Finlandia? That's going to open up a few apartments, I would think, in Hancock.
1: Yeah, I would think so. The The effects of a lot of that, of course, remain to be determined, but I would think it does present an opportunity for um, maybe redevelopment of some of the housing in that general area as it becomes less of a student focus. Um, I always say every challenge is an opportunity, and that's the case here too. So, so we'll see what happens. I know it's very important to the city of Hancock to... Uh, see that neighborhood prosper even after that major presence uh, has left.
0: Is there a downside eventually to providing more affordable housing? I mean, what we have seen over the last few years is that those of us who own homes, who bought them some years ago at good rates, our homes have appreciated considerably. Now people are buying them for much higher Dollar values. If we start to see more homes in the market, could we see prices soften? And could that leave some people who are buying right now even underwater on mortgages if prices uh, sag a bit?
1: Yeah, um, that could be an issue. I don't. From what I've heard, um, those in the know don't don't really seem to think we're going to have a housing bubble that there was uh, around the time of the start of the Great Recession. But there are a lot of people who think underwater mortgages are going to be a problem. We'll just have to see what happens.
0: So, suppose I'm looking for a house right now and I don't have a ton of money, maybe I, but I could afford uh, something. What do I do? There's not a lot out there to choose from. Uh, interest rates have gone up a little bit, that's increased my cost as well. How do I approach the market at this point, uh, knowing that I've got these challenges?
1: Yeah, that's another one I don't really have a good answer to. That's why we have such a sense of urgency in resolving this situation. Um, I guess I'll say for myself, if this might be a relatable uh, case, I lived in Hancock uh, until a few years ago, and my house needed some serious repairs. And rather than doing that, which I didn't really want to, um, I decided to look outside of the area and ended up living in Berglund because there was a home here that was going to work for me. So there might still be the opportunity for people in the Keweenaw to maybe look at a little bit more outlying areas until the market improves there and things become more attainable. But at the moment, yeah, it's, it's really hard for people and they're just having to find other ways to make things work.
0: Yeah, the opportunities, particularly, as you mentioned, in Ontonagon County, uh, certainly a lot more price-effective than they are right here in the Copper Country. So this is a situation that we're going to try to be following over the next few years because it's not going to be resolved immediately, but there are people who are working on trying to find some solutions here. And Jerry Warrenma from the Western UP Planning and Development Region, thank you for your time and your insights this morning on Copper Country Today.
1: Thank you very much for the opportunity.